So, I, you know, I think the interesting part about it is that because Jimbo can't help himself, he basically gave away the entire farm. He said, I don't know anything about collectives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Jimbo, come on, man. You can listen. You can go on the rant about God. You can go on the rant about narcissism right. because I think all of us agree that that is not an unfair assessment of mm. Nick Saban and where he considers himself in the college football universe. And for what it's worth, he has more standing to say that. He has all the standing to say it. <laughs> um, but to be fair, he also Jimbo also gave away the game. He said, "I don't know anything about collectives." Mm, come on. You, Illinois has a collective. What's up, Georgia football fans? My name is Scott Duvall, and happy 100 days till kickoff of the 2022 season in Georgia versus Oregon at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. There's no the in front of it. Mercedes-Benz Stadium. You are listening to episode 306 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. I'm joined today, as usual, by my two co-hosts, Will Leach. And Tony Waller. And on this episode, we talk about a few local Athens occurrences, the Nick Saban, Jimbo Fisher dust up from last week. We also touch on Georgia baseball as they wait and see where they'll be placed in the field of 64 college baseball, almost said football, college baseball tournament. We provide some insight into what one analyst proclaimed as the best college basketball hire in the SEC. Hmm? And we dive into the SEC football schedule for all 14 teams for the upcoming season. You could label this show as the quintessential off-season show, 100 days before kickoff show, grab bag type of episode show. Nothing too in-depth, just catching up on all the headline kinds of things type of show. So anyway, hope you enjoy this episode, and here's Tony to get it all started. So it's been what a month? It was before G Day. I think it was and like April twelfth or something. Yeah, it was. It was right before G Day. We've yeah. not done a post G Day podcast. So this is. Uh, I'm Tony Waller. I'm, uh, it was on yes, our Patreon. Uh, yeah, I'm. It was on Patreon. It's our Patreon. I, uh, <laughs> that, that of course is uh, Will Leach. Say hello, Will. Hello, I don't know uh, why I started driving. And I'm still Will Leach. That has not changed <laughs> since we last did a show. Um, but uh, hi everyone. I'm. Uh, I'm. Is um, today was officially our kids. Last day of school. Congratulations. Uh, in, in, in person. In person. Yay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That actually has been going on for a while, though. It doesn't feel like it sometimes. Um, is Coney is still going? Or are you guys done? Our kids, my, our, my kids are already bored. Yeah. We were out on Friday. <laughs> yeah. On Friday. Yeah. yeah so, so we made it. Yeah. We've reached that you better Boredom, go find a job yeah, or yeah, I'm going to find hit. one for you. Yeah. That's where we are. Uh, and obviously, not to start on a, on a dark note, but obviously this is, a, this is an extra level of wistfulness uh, taking the kids to elementary school uh, today. After what happened in Texas, sure, and uh, I think that uh, you know, uh, I Sandy Creek was uh, Sandy Hook, excuse me, Sandy Creek, Sandy Hook uh, when uh, William was just a baby. So like to yeah, see, you have, were, yeah, yeah you were in that was in New York City, and he was just a baby, and so uh, obviously uh, uh, the thoughts, uh, thoughts and prayers, mm-hmm. as they say. But uh, that's been it's been a jarring week in a lot of ways. But, yeah. Um, uh, but uh, we're not going to talk about that the whole time because I found uh, as I've gotten older, there was a time where I always thought that when something big and terrible like that happened, I needed to delve all the way in and really soak it all in. And as I get older, I'm like, you know what? I got the gist. I don't need, I don't need any more than this. And I, I know that goes against what I'm supposed to be thinking as a journalist, but I, uh, I, I, that's enough. 
I think as a journal, your mental well-being is important. Yeah, as, well. as, as, as human being, yes. As, as my therapist yes. puts it, you don't have to know everything about everything. Exactly. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, uh, but no, it's everything well. I forgive me, I'm a little groggy today. I was just telling him beforehand. I was at uh, uh, my friend Kelly Gertz, won re-election for uh, mayor of Athens. I was at his uh, victory party last night. And uh, Where was it held? Uh, little Kings. Oh, okay. it was Little Kings. And uh, it was fun. It was fun. Uh, uh, I might not always... Uh, uh, um, have enough people to talk about football with at normal town gather, uh, gatherings like that, but those people can't drink. So I'll yeah. give him. Uh, I'll we'll give, give him, him that. that. <laughs> I'll give him that. But uh, it was a good time. Congratulations to Kelly. I was really happy for him. He deserves it. Yeah. Well, as I alluded to at the beginning, uh, whenever it was seven months ago or whatever it was, I started recording. Um, we haven't recorded them for um, for a month. There's a good reason for that. I had intentionally. Kept my jonesing to talk to y'all uh, to myself because Will second book. Uh, was delivered, delivered, a, a, whatever. The, the second, the, the what's fifth, it called with the, the book? The sixth it's not deadline. Book, the, the, I'm sorry. But, yeah, the, second book. The second in, Harper Collins novel. I'm yes, sorry. Yes. Second book in what we're going to call the Athens sectology or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how many there's going to be. But yes, I, I have been in very much of the tunnel for a while. I'm sure all of you that I regularly text with or email with are wondering, <laughs> like, wow, well, where was he? Um, well, uh, that's where I was. I, I had to finish up the new book, which was due. Uh, before Memorial Day, essentially. Uh, it comes out next May. It's called The Time Has Come. It is another novel. It takes place in Athens uh, in June of 2021, to give you some sort of uh, okay. uh, framing device uh, on that. And um, it has two smaller characters that are in How Lucky that are larger characters in this book. But, and it is about 50,000 words longer. So um, I, I, I basically wrote it over nine months. I started in August and uh, got it done in May. And so... Uh, uh, my editor is reading it now, and uh, which is how long it takes me to write a cover letter. So congrats! <laughs> sir. It's faster than I thought. It's long. I knew I, was, I figured I could write it in nine months. I didn't know it was going to end up being that long. It turned out much, and it'll be. I'm sure the final version will be much shorter. But uh, uh, it's. Uh, I, I was. I was deep in the thicket. And so now I'm back out and ready to uh, interact with so you. How many hours do you think you put into it? It would be hard to say. I mean, because like, I mean, the writing part of it, but also like the research part of it, like there's a character, for example, there's a character in the book who, um, uh, I won't give you more than this, but there's a character in the book who is a longtime um, roadie slash sound guy slash jack of all trades dude at a 40 watt like venue. And so I kind of <clears> talked to, like I talked to Dave Barbie. I got to talk to like a lot of people who like have a long history in the in Athens music scene. So that takes a long time to research that stuff. Uh, and had to, there's a, a lot of it takes place in a hospital. So I had to talk to a lot of like, like so that, you know, you, you, the research of it, the actual writing of it to me is the easy part mm. because then I, then I can just make it, you know, but um, uh, we'll see. But I, I would say that it's definitely a lot longer than I thought it was going to be when I allotted nine months to write it. Because <laughs> that's a short, that's a very short amount of time to have a book that ended up at about 125,000 words. So, uh, so we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. As a general rule of thumb, books are roughly 275 to 300 words a page. So do that math. That comes out to about like a 420-page book. So hopefully they'll cut some. And how lucky is like 240. Do you get so, paid by the pound? You know, it's or? not like Dickens' time. That's why Charles Dickens' books are so long because he actually used to get paid by the word for his books. Ah, and mm. so uh, cause they well, were because they were serials. Yeah, they were serials. Exactly. They were originally in like publications. And so he's like, well, if I keep writing more, 
I'll, I'll get more. But is that it, why the posts in the Georgia sports blog are so short? <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. because the words are free. Uh, definitely, yeah, definitely, when you take a step back from it, I mean, I would have gotten paid the same amount if it were 50,000 words shorter. Sure, sure. So I wrote a lot, just think of it, I wrote a lot of words for free. Free baseball. I mean, the honest answer why the Georgia sports blog posts were so short is I was just waiting for Twitter. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, Twitter. <laughs> Isn't that obviously. the truth? Well, no. Yeah. It, That's why well, I miss it, blogs because everyone's yeah. just on Twitter doing this all the yeah. time. Because right. I, miss, I miss the thought. Do you read Twitter threads? You know, I actually am I'm basically off Twitter now. Yeah. I have to say, I basically, I'm basically off Twitter. Yeah, because I've mentioned you in something and I never heard back. Yeah, sir. I've, I, I, I honestly like I bear, I barely even look anymore. It Tony, is, Tony, it's, Tony's, it's, Tony's taking up your, uh, your I'm Slack because I tweeted something out today and within like ten seconds it was retweeted oh, yeah. by Tony. <laughs> I am <laughs> about uh, tonight's yeah. episode. Yeah, it is. Uh, I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, no judgment on that, but I think that... Uh, Whatever yeah, makes you it's, healthy, it's, right? It's, 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 it's not... Yeah, I think Twitter is maybe just not good for my soul. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. So... Uh, uh, you know, the, the main reason I was so quick on that is I was... Uh, you waiting. were outside my door I was waiting. waiting. I was waiting, yeah. No, I had lunch with a, a listener, Clay Westbrook, today, and, and he uh, he mentioned that... He's like, ah, so you're recording tonight. I was like, oh, we are. He's like, I saw it on, I saw it on the Twitter. I'm like, I'll retweet that. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, we're back. We're back. And I promise, I promise this will uh, be the last time I mention the book until you can buy it. That, I, I hope that's not the truth because we want you to be super, super successful uh, with this book. Well, that's why I'm going to wait until I can buy it. <laughs> I mentioned a bunch of stuff about it. So there are a few things that uh, I have on my heart. Uh, that we want to talk about. Um, I want to talk a little bit about um, SEC scheduling, and and we'll certainly get to that. I also want to talk about the, and we're late to the game on this, on the Jimbo Jimbo rant and the Nick Saban uh, warning to all of college football. And (laughs) And the larger issues that all go in there. And the larger issues. Which I think is, yeah. The The fighting is fun. But like it is about like it. It's really actually is really interesting. Like this is not mm-hmm. like a lane fighting. Like th- like this is this is about the solo college football. No, it is, and it so is. it is really kind of interesting. Um, but since we've been talking about Athens local politics, I felt like we maybe should lead off with uh, Commissioner Miss Melissa Link's <laughs> comments. Will yeah, it just catches everybody yeah, has I was, paid, uh, pays uh, no in attention the dark to this. on this. Yeah, yeah so, it's not great. It's not great. So uh, um, Athens uh, Commissioner. Uh, Melissa Link is her name. Uh, I do not know her personally, uh, uh, but uh, they had a meeting. That during one of the meetings, they were talking. There was this actually nice program where they were talking about having former athletes be mentors for uh, for for for, for uh, at risk youth. I believe is the uh, terminology. And um, so, and they were talking about like, yeah, and like someone even said like, well, the Athlon, and now all the players are champs, so I've got an extra thing. And in her response uh, was, well, I mean, when they're not out raping and murdering people, was the thing that she said. Oh. And speaking specifically about Georgia athletes, yeah. And and uh, I would say it did the rare thing in today's political climate. You got uh, Mariah Parker, who is about as left wing as you will find in uh, Athens in in uh, this area's politics, and Houston Gaines, who is on the other side of the spectrum, <laughs> both being like, "You're an idiot, shut up." <laughs> and uh, and I will say personally, one of the things I personally, I mean, a, it's I think it's just downright. It's, it's caused a big backlash. Like Josh Brooks wrote a whole letter about it, which, been a, which was really good, well thought yeah. out, and well put together, and fair. And, and like and, and like and like and I think even allotted for the fact that like listen we understand that like 
like obviously we're upset to have any, the, 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 the idea that, that it went to the larger issue, which is the thing that really frustrated me about it, because I've written about this before, is the idea that if you believe that athletes commit crimes at a higher percentage than, their, than the demographic, demographic, population, yeah. population of the demographic average, you are so wrong. This is why I've been very frustrating. Like, remember when uh, the NFL went through this, through this with Ray Rice? Mm-hmm. I remember New York, the New Yorker magazine had a, had a cover, uh, a drawing by Barry Blitt on the cover of like an athlete running with the ball with cops chasing him. It was all like, aha, look at those athletes out of control. But like, it is simply not true. Athletes, if just by deign of how busy they are, <laughs> like commit crimes at such a lower percentage than the average population. It's not even close. And the only people that say that are A, people that have not done the research, and B, are just are people who say things like, I don't follow the sports ball and like those dopes, which is fine. You don't have to like sports. That's fine. I don't, you're not required to like sports. But like you're not, you also can't go in and make these completely dumb, wide ranging judgments about something that you obviously don't know anything about. And and whichever, fine. She was in a, a public. It was a public meeting. She made the snide comment. The correct thing to do is to be like, you know, I'm sorry. I, I was yeah. just. I was in a meeting. It was a mistake. I was just. I was trying to make a joke. I apologize. I didn't. No offense. She doubled down on it, and to me, that was the like mistakes happened. Sure. She could have said that's fine, but the fact that she doubled down, she's like, I will not stand back a step back from the idea that like I know what these athletes are doing, and I'm just saying that uh, that until they take responsibility for their actions, it's just like that stuff like that, and so it is. It is. One of the things that I, I always heard uh, when I when I uh, moved to Athens was the idea that like well uh, those 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 Clark County sheriffs they'll always uh, uh, arrest those players for more than maybe in uh, in Tuscaloosa they might not the idea was it was always like that's true about Gainesville but yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mark Rick's lost control right, right, the, right. The, whole, the whole idea and the thing that I really didn't like about that is it implied that athletes were more prone to getting in trouble than the average college student which is super double plus not true at all because athletes have stakes they have time they have they have they have all these obligations like the idea that athletes are somehow some the idea that athletes are more prone to crimes anyway regardless of their busyness or anything else is we'll call it offensive and leave it at that but more to the idea it's just wrong <laughs> and so the i so i thought the way that josh handled that was 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 the right way to do it and it Listen, at a certain level, no one is really hurt by Melissa freaking Link and what she says. Like, it's not a big deal. She's not like, she's not the governor. Like, she's a relatively minor person. But it speaks to the idea of how. A people like to have someone people, like she basically became Twitter's main character for like oh, she became Athens main character Athens, yeah. yeah she became Athens main character for a week but it also speaks to the idea that like. You know, one of the things I like about Athens is there's so many different types of people. I said Athens and Clark and and Coney and everything. There's so many different types of people. It's what kind of the next book is kind of about is all the different sorts of people that live here. But it's a reminder that as big as Georgia football is, there's just like it, it will always be like the massive sun around which everything revolves for better and for worse. And the idea that even after you win a national championship, I mean, you've heard athletes talk about this all the time, but like you can get every, give them, give people everything they want. And there were still people that will just be like, you're a rapist, you're a murderer, you're a, yeah, like, and that is, that is, 
is a frustrating thing to see. And so, the, so I'm glad to see that Mariah Parker and uh, and, and Houston Gaines, Gaines yeah. could find something to come Common together ground, on. Yeah, because yeah, uh, the idiocy of Melissa Link. Yeah, well, you know, and the 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 super dumb part about it. Yeah, and you know where that this. We know where it's. I I know where it comes from. It it comes from. There is a certain element. I love Athens. I love. I love being part of this university community. I am a anybody that knows me. I am such a homer. Like I call the dogs at our homecoming and graduation and like. But you know, there is an element of people who are part of the Athens community who. And often university related, to be honest. Yeah, often university related. Professor related, I would fail, say. Yeah, fail to recognize that yeah. we can we can we can have an entire debate about tail wagging the dog or athletics ruling whatever however you want to look at it. Um, but people don't. There's a reason why Georgia College and State University is Georgia College and State University. University of Georgia is University of Georgia. <laughs> and it has a lot to do with the draw of the athletics. Um, now, that's not to say that that's not to say that the University of Georgia is not a fantastic academic institution. It is. But there's still a segment of the, the Athens population that does not like that athletics rules a lot of what we do. Mm-hmm. Without accounting for the incredible economic driver it is. Yeah. And this Again, is a problem at a lot of universities and a lot of oh, universities. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. this is not just in Athens thing. But, but th- what makes it even worse is, like, she's an elected official in town, not yeah. somebody that's on a podcast with. Yeah, not someone farting around Twitter. Right? Yeah, a few hundred people talking, right. uh, listening, I mean. Right. So um, it's it was really not. When I first read it, I was like, she didn't really say that. Because like, yeah. I saw it on Twitter, of course. Yeah. But then to see her double down. And then, on, and then, then when the she was like, well, I won't back down or whatever she put it, it was like, Okay, that that yeah. certainly has an element of I'm standing up for my people yeah. here. In Whoever they up are, re-election? In tw- well, in, not this year. In, in the sad part about it, and I don't I don't know Melissa Lincoln at all. Twenty five years ago, there had been strict racial undertones of that. I right? think there were racial undertones, and right maybe there were. I don't. I just don't know. <laughs> like, her, I don't know like, her heart. I do yeah. not know her heart. I don't know but her heart. There is an like element. The, like, uh, there is course. an element. There's of no that. question about it. Um, There's no question about it. Uh, that you have to. I mean, that's why Mariah Parker was angry about it, right? So. Um, and that's all I have to say yeah. on that. So, um, but, I mean, but, yeah, but I, I, I want, want the, just to, to do a sports close on this. Um, as everybody knows, I'm friends with Josh, so I will so obviously keep that with, in mind. But I do actually think it speaks to something that I think that he has decided to do that I think is obviously different than what McGarity did. And I would argue it's different than what a lot of people do. Whenever one of these, a lot of times, like there'll be like a relatively small issue that like McGarity would stay above or stay out of. Josh gets in on this stuff. He actually is very eager to like nip. So, what was the thing where um, uh, someone accused Georgia of cheating or something, or uh, someone like had like a snide comment of them about Sports cheating? Sports writer. Yeah, and oh, okay. and like yeah. and they did like a whole big release about it and said this is not happening. We can clearly show you why this 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 and this. And and a lot of people think that there's the old idea of the Streisand effect. The idea that if like there's a story about the Streisand effect is Barbara Streisand once was someone wrote like a story in like a small newspaper saying that Barbara Streisand had done something that she hadn't. No one would have ever known about it except she sued the writer, which right. immediately made everybody know about it. Mm-hmm. So it's called the Streisand effect, the idea of magnifying something small that you don't like and uh, something that you don't like magnifying into something bigger. There's always a risk of that, but I actually think the strategy of there are no small little newspapers anymore. Everything is a global national story. That sure. It comes out, so you need to respond to it immediately and quickly. And I and that's clearly a strategy. 
And um, I think this is another uh, another kind of indicator of it. Well, I mean, to be clear, there is an entire segment of the Georgia fan base of which I'm, I, I tend to be one about a lot of things. Is like as long as Brooks does the opposite of what McGarity would have done, they're kind of it's kind of golden, right? Uh, and yeah, I didn't mean to turn this into a McGarity versus. Um, Thank you. Uh, Scott's rushing ice because of the drought. No, yeah. it's fine. It's fine. Um, no, I'll just break in the half. No, it's fine. I've, okay. I've got uh, plenty of ice. Um, okay. Yeah, we ran out of ice tonight somehow, right when the, the guys showed Jenny up. Jenny drank it all. I apologize. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's liquid you know, eventually. Yeah. So, um, but I mean, yeah. so I think there is, there is an element. I, I like, I liked his letter. I thought he was very, I thought the way he handled it both in saying, yeah, we we acknowledge that that our athletes have fallen short of the standard we set. Yeah, we have exactly. athletes that have, yeah. but to make a blanket statement about oh. yeah. a few hundred members of that of the university community, and when you mean athletes, you really mean the football. Team. Of course you do. Of course. You do. Um, of I mean, you if she really knows that, if, mean yeah. a lot of the ones that don't really look like you. Yeah, I mean, if she if she doesn't know that much about football, I guarantee you she doesn't even know anything about any other sports exists. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> so, she's a big fan of the question yeah, team. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. So well. Yeah. Anyway, so that so I I did kind of like I, I that's something as someone that like come on one of the things I like one of the things one of the things I really like about doing the show is that we're all here. Right, like not, nothing against people that are like in Atlanta or somewhere. Like Georgia has fans everywhere, but I think living in this community and seeing, like, we see the people that we talk about a lot. Yeah. So I feel like there's value in, in discussing stuff like this. Um, okay, baseball. They are playing in the SEC tournament right now. They are out. Yeah. They, they lost to Alabama lost. yesterday. Okay. Well, uh, is it which, double elimination? No. The, so the first round oh. is single elimination, wow. and then it goes. It's fine. so. Are they going to make the tournament? Oh, yeah, yeah. They're they they're really RPI are limping is, to the tournament. Their RPI though. is like twelve. They will be a two seed somewhere like interesting Statesboro. Yeah, right. But they're not going to be hosting. They, I don't think they'll host. Yeah. I, I think there's a couple of things. First off, they didn't play well down the stretch. Mm-mm. Second off, um. I, I think you can only have so many SEC teams hosting, and right yeah. now you're looking at eight, yeah, possibly right. nine. Um, is Tennessee still undefeated, or like they no, 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 Georgia they, beat them. Georgia they, beat them. Yeah, That's Georgia beat the their pitcher that threw 105 miles an hour. Um, so, so what I think is going to happen with baseball is that Georgia will be a two seed somewhere really close. When it's all likelihood will be the first, the number one two seed. Mm-hmm. If you think in the terms of the NCAA basketball, which is kind of what happened to softball. Softball was the number one two seed. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, I lost so, to Duke. so if you think about it in terms of in softball, did lose to Duke in the in the regional final. Uh, they got blank. Liberty. There was I, I saw a couple things. Oh God, you lost to Liberty two nothing. Well, Liberty has a pitcher who has been feast or famine all season. Uh, when she is on, she is on thirteen strikeouts and she faced twenty seven. Also, Liberty is really good at a lot of sports. They, well, <laughs> so, like, they, not for nothing. They, so uh, yeah, Jerry yeah. put that money in. Uh, it's not really anymore, Jerry Falwell. But I'm, <laughs> like I said, I'm not a late commissioner. I work. I, I work for a podcast. <laughs> um, so I, the, the way it works, just so you have a broad base understanding, is there are 16 national hosts for regionals. Those are seated one through 16. So presumptively, the number two, uh, the, the the top number two will go to 16. It doesn't exactly work that way because they try to make sure twos don't have to travel too far. But they also make sure twos aren't playing in their own backyard, especially if they're playing against a school that has a smaller a smaller fan profile. I think so. LSU last year was a two, and they won the Eugene Oregon right. regional. Right, right. Georgia went to Oregon State what ten years ago mm-hmm. as a two. Um, they will send them, but they they try not mm-hmm. to. 
Um, How many SEC teams will make it? Because probably like ten, at least twelve, yeah. at least twelve. Yeah, um, it's possible. So really, everybody in the SEC tournament because they only take twelve teams to yeah. the SEC yeah. tournament. Well, it's worth noting too. They, all, they often they have to seed SEC teams down a little bit, so they they're do. not all. And, and that's the, why my famous example of this is Illinois. The only time they ever hosted, they hosted Vanderbilt with Dancy Swanson yeah. and lost. And, and <laughs> Vanderbilt, actually, Georgia and Vanderbilt are in the very similar situation. Yeah. I think probably could have hosted, but yeah. faded down the stretch. Yeah. Didn't play great, and, so and I guarantee you, any of those schools that see Vanderbilt or Georgia come to their campus, yeah, exactly. Like, oh. It's like getting North Carolina as an eight seed in basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah you just yeah. Go, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, I'm fine with them losing. That gives them a week to heal up. They've they've suffered some injuries, and a couple of them are, a couple of them are they won't be back unless they make it to Omaha. Uh, a couple of them are you really just need to ice it down and take a day or two off. Um, so. Baseball wise, I'm not disappointed in this season. It's a young team. Um, and frankly, softball, I wasn't disappointed. The fact that they came back, fought their way to the, you know, basically forced Duke into the last possible game. Um, Duke made their first super regional, right? They, they never made, they never passed a, re, never, never made a pass a regional round. So I'm a first year coach. Um, I'm not disappointed in that. And baseball-wise, I mean, this is a team I've been saying for a while. I talked to our friend Matthew Leach. It's like this is a team that has every potential to lose two quick games in the regional or yeah. become that team like Florida State when they yeah. played here, played here yeah. to go all the way to Omaha, yeah. right? They they have that potential. And when is the last time that Georgia was in Omaha? 2008. Uh, Eight. 2008. Was it eight? or Yeah, so eight. not since eight. I moved. The Cal State Fullerton. Yep. Right, no, they lost to uh, – not not Cal State. It was Fresno State. Fresno State, not Cal State Fullerton. Yeah, and I, I regret. I lived in Illinois at the time. I regret not going to Omaha, even though it was eight hours. Um, yeah, fun fact: they beat in the super regional. They beat uh, NC State. Russell Wilson was their shortstop. Oh, but, oh yeah, yeah. He's, that guy turned oh, out to be a pretty decent quarterback right. for Wisconsin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, it went the other way around. Yeah, right? He left way Wisconsin. Around. Okay. Wisconsin. Um, so Vilma, by the way, totally credits him as a as a. Uh, for crew. He's like, oh yeah, I coach Russell Wilson. I was like, well, I mean, kind of. No, no, he played at NC State and, and went then went to Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah, right, right, right. that's what it was. Oh yeah, yeah. that's right. That for right. one year, yeah. like a, he was yeah. one of the original like grad yeah. transfers. Yeah. Yeah. And now people can transfer anytime they want to, yeah. anywhere. So, Which might be a time to uh, transition into. Uh, can we talk a short bit about basketball? Because the last oh, time yeah, we talked about basketball. basketball, that the, the, was the transition. Sorry, I'm sorry to, to hijack your thought. But yeah. last time we talked, we were still waiting on a couple of guys mm-hmm. to um, decide if they were going to transfer yes. or not. And you said keeping. Um, who was it you said we, we need? Jackson yeah, Edder. Raheem. Uh, not Jackson Edder. Hold on, hold on. I'll get, to, I'll get to Edder. Oh, I'll get to Edder. Uh, Abdul Raheem, and we got a couple of transfers to keep those guys. That that's. I think that he basically kept. He kept. He, he kept, kept four. Every, he four kept of the five best guys on the you team. Want. Right. And and. Um, I, I, and I'm I actually think that's actually key and an important thing to remember because remember there's a lot of worry about like wow did like Oquendo's leaving and like and for the record Oquendo came back yeah like, right like right. like it was very clear that the guys that they wanted they kept they, they recruited kept, back and the ones that they didn't want left yes and and to me that seems a really good sign the idea that they got basically who's just coming back. Abdur Rahim, uh-huh. who I would argue was Crean's biggest failure as a coach last year. Oh. Abdur Rahim was the best scorer on the team. He had defensive issues, but like for crying out loud, like that team could not score Getting at all. Getting the ball in space. And he's, he's also Sharif Abdur Rahim's son. Give him the <clears throat> ding ball. Uh, Braylon Bridges is coming back. Yep. 
Uh, Jalen Ingram is coming back, and Cario Quindo is coming back. And Jackson Edder is coming back, but that's, I mean, well, that's I, less look, of a... Look, I would say Jackson Edder coming back is... Hey, Edder was good for them last he year. Played he played a ton a of minutes. minutes. Yeah. I, think, I think he has potential to be a... I, it, this is not as important in basketball as it is in baseball and football, but he's a good locker room guy. Right. You know, I think that the three of us need to go to more games because when we go together, we beat like the uh, top 10 team, yeah. Memphis. Um, <laughs> and we get a great gift out of it, We beat two too. NCAA teams. We were there for one of them. So, but they got a guy from Syracuse. They got Salem from Syracuse. Yeah, uh, I, they they got uh, Martez McBride, who's from North Texas. Right. There's a whole difference in yeah. where the schools that the people that transferred out this year went to versus the schools that people transferred out last year. Yeah. A whole different thing. Look, Severe Wheeler is going to be the starting point guard for Kentucky again yeah. next year. Yeah. That. That's that's damning. This is just damning, and I don't think I, I don't I don't I can't say you'll see that with Mike White. I thought Tom Cream would be perfectly fine, but I think there is also an element of um, you add in bringing in Florida's coach yeah. with the natural knee jerk reaction, and, and frankly, the the Twitter folks fomenting it because it gets eyeballs to their mm-hmm. websites. Um, like oh my god, everybody's transferring. It's like. Guys, we spent all season talking about how much we don't like these players. Isn't this? Isn't this? I mean, if you were to tell me, "Hey, are any of these guys worth keeping at all?" I would have said maybe these four. And there's the four they're saying. Like that's a good sign. Like, do I think that means they're going to be good next year? No, I don't. But I do think they're going to be be better. They're definitely going to be better. And that's the great thing about transfers. Like, if Mike White had been hired five years ago. This is a four-year rebuild. Exactly. It doesn't have to be that now. And this is a guy, unlike Crean, who understands that. Yeah. And that, to me, was the ultimate failure of Crean. As someone that was a fan of Crean and was, ho- and was hopeful right. of the idea, Crean was very much of a previous era where you build, you, you recruit, and you build, and you go forward. And now it's a transfer. It's a transfer world. And White understanding that, for better or worse, we'll see. It may not work. But the idea of I'd like to note that I'm a big fan of the uh, the Ion College Basketball Podcast with Gary Parish and oh, yeah. Orlander. Yeah. They actually did a ranking of the new SEC hires because there's a ton of them. There's like half the teams, and they said the without question the best hire in the SEC was Mike White. Wow. Yeah, I was so excited when I heard so, that. So and they 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 did re- I sent you a text. I said please tell. Yeah. I think I sent yeah. you a text. Please tell Orlander thanks. I think. Yeah, <laughs> and they they really didn't particularly mince any words about it. Like yeah. there were guys that they thought could like really like McMahon. I think was the one they were really hoping. Like his ceiling is super high, but the idea of a guy that's had success, knows how it's done, and may have been in a situation that was uh, going to be impossible to get to where he's never going to get to where Billy Donovan was. Billy Donovan's a freaking legend and a Hall of Famer. The idea that, that uh, and maybe he would have gotten there, but he wasn't going to get there in three years, and that's really how much time they really gave him. So uh, I'm excited. I, I will see how it works out. But I, I will say just as someone that watched that team and went to every, that went to every game or every game that I could, um, they, the right guys are staying. And the right guys are wanting to stay. Oquindo, people wanted Oquindo. Mm-hmm. Like people want – there were teams that went after Oquindo. And he said that is a – that strikes me as a, as a better sign than what we've seen in a while. Do I think that makes them a tournament next team next year? No. Yeah. I do not think it no. does that. Yeah. But I think it makes them better and makes them more fun. Oquindo has that Travis Leslie feel. You know, the guy yeah. that can jump out of the gym yeah. and, you know, bring some excitement. That's why I kind of thought Oquindo, frankly, could work better on another team, like a super talented team. Because, yeah. like, one of the problems with Oquindo – one of the many problems with 
the Georgia team last year was Oquindo was obviously like their best player. So they just let him do a lot of stuff that he probably shouldn't like by the end of the game, he's like chucking up Anthony Edwards, like long three pointers. That's not Oquindo's game. You want him to be a running guy. Maybe that's the offense that White's going to make. But uh, certainly, I, I feel I feel better about that team. Schedule will be out in August, so that's like that's usually when the, the time the schedule comes out uh, is August or September. So I just can't um, believe we got a Florida coach to come to Georgia. I mean, it's, I mean, the only thing I can think of that is like when Tuberville went from Ole Miss to Auburn. Again, but this is why this is why I'm wary, and why part of the problem with the reaction to this is everyone got in their football mindsets about sure. a situation that is not a football situation. Yeah, and 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 I understand. I get it, and I get it, and I understand it. But I, and I repeat what I said before, and I know this annoyed some people, but like. I just kind of think Georgia fans are really happy and they got, and, and being unhappy and feeling like someone in the SEC was laughing at them was like a phantom leg. Oh and my they, God, and they, you're not wrong about and that. And they just kind of <laughs> missed it. And uh, and I think there's something to that. The idea that like they were like, oh my god, Flores laughing at us, Flores laughing at us. They wanted to get rid of him. They wanted to get rid of him. They think we're suckers. I'm like, guys, you won. Like, enjoy it, like, dude. And, and, and it's so much of that is previous Ugh. Georgia football stuff. Yeah, is the idea that everyone's laughing at us. We're the ones that are never gonna get a chance. And it, and I think it just reminded people of that feeling, and it made them angry. But uh, by all means, as I said, national college basketball people all think that this was a terrific hire for Georgia. We'll see. It may not work out. Uh, but they, another thing they also think people think is a terrific hire is Jonas Hayes at Georgia State. So uh, we'll see if they both I, I think he's out. a great hire by both schools. Of course. I think he's, per, he's um, going to be. He's, he's, yeah, but those, it's those, a perfect situation. But I'll put it this way. As we said before, if Georgia ever loses a recruit to Georgia State, then like there are we larger got bigger problems. problems than what, there are larger have. problems than coach. That's exactly right. Um, well, and you talk about you know, those Florida fans, man. That's... Uh, these are the same fans that thought Dan Mullen was a better coach than Kirby Smart <laughs> 10 months ago. Yeah. So I can't take credit and for that, Athlon, even though that's what I was thinking. Even though Athlon said that too. So. And I'm still – Athlon. I'm, you know, with all, all this that we've talked about so far in this podcast, I'm still not worried about the Braves. I'm not worried about <laughs> – I hadn't thought about them. No, I'm not like worried about – you, know, you guys enjoyed, are pretty chill about an under 500 team. Yeah, no, they're 20 and 23. <laughs> they were under 500 this time last year. That's true. That's they were true. like 44 or 44. I'm not worried about the 2022 Georgia football season. In fact, I was – I'm getting excited about that. I know. I know. I was interested uh, last week, and so I put a, a Twitter poll up, and I said we're around 115 days – this is on Waiting Since Last Saturday. I said we're around 115 days until Georgia kicks off their 2022 season. Interested to know when you start worrying about depth chart, injuries, transfers, and repeating. And I was wrong in this. Nobody corrected me. As SEC and national champs. Whatever. We, whatever. So I put... Regular season. Hey, you know what? If Alabama wants to put that banner up, they're welcome to. That's right. So there were four <laughs> options. I'll let y'all guess which you think Love was you, the Matt. most popular. <laughs> the, the first option was day the day... I start worrying the day after Georgia beats Alabama. The second option was about right now. Meaning a week ago, uh, the can, third can option. We this? I'm, I'm going to give you all four first. <laughs> the third option was approximately July and SEC media days, and then the fourth option was game week for Georgia Oregon. I will probably three thirty start. By the way, yeah, it is. That's yeah, a good time. It's a t- good time. Um, I, I will probably start worrying about it once. I wouldn't say SEC media days, but sometime during during fall practice. Like the the lead up to Oregon, it could be as late as the week of so game week. It's it could be as late as game week. My guess is, just knowing myself, it's going to be when I start thinking about um, getting serious about thinking about the uh, defending uh, Bo Nix. 
<laughs> okay, guys, don't laugh too much. It's yeah. still the first game of the year. Right. I do not want. I agree, but don't, don't. Let's not I, do that. I, no, that's, no, that, no. That's, that, that's a that's a road I, down to becoming a Red Sox fan. I agree is, with you. I've got I a agree whole with you. Theory I'm just about a later podcast. I'm going to do a whole thing of let's be Cubs fans, not Red Sox fans. I was. You know, we're not. A whole on, thing we're not on top this. forever. I get yeah. that. So, um, if I know myself, it's going to be after SEC media days, unless something happens there that precipitates me being fired up. But I'm guessing it's going to be before the week of the game. So the. The, the the way that this poll ended up was the least popular was the day after Georgia beats Bama. 7% of the respondents said that. The second least popular was about right now, meaning about a week ago. That was 8%. Okay. So the third... So 85% uh, of the people say July or later. The third Good. with 42% was game week for Georgia, Oregon. Mm-hmm. And the top with 43% was approximately in July or SEC media days. Yeah. So the majority of Georgia fans, eighty-five percent of them, are, are are still like us. They're they're not worried about. I it think yet. I'm probably game week mode. To be entirely mm-hmm. honest with you, I mean, it's, and, it's in the range, yeah, right? Yeah, and and I and I think well, that's that's good. That's that's why that's why. And forgive us on this. These po- these podcasts have had ninety-seven percent less fret than they've had in the <laughs> yeah. past because we're still a little bit hair back. We're still yeah, we're still vibing. We're still You've vibing. Grown hair back. Which is fine. I was wondering what that was. Yeah, this is all hair. It's all hair. Some of us on my back. But um so that's I mean I'm I love to hear that and um you know speaking speaking of media days, uh I do want to take a minute to talk about our friends uh James and Nicholas uh <laughs> at Texas A and M in Alabama. Um we certainly can have, and, and, and I know we'll wants to have a talk about how this is uh, pretty much a, a, a debate about the soul of college football, college athletics. The future. The future. But let me, I have a couple of observations. First off, Nick Saban, Nick Saban didn't talk to Miss Terry without talking to somebody, <laughs> right? So if Nick Saban says, is this what we want it to become? What he's saying is, you bitches better watch out. It's yeah. about to become this. Yeah. And I'm going to be the leader. And let us not forget who specifically his audience was. The boosters. <laughs> like literally the richest dudes in Birmingham. He was saying, guys, I need your checkbook out now. Yeah. That's what he was saying. Of course that's what he was saying. And of course that's what he was saying. And of course he also knew because he knows Jimbo, he knew Jimbo was not going to be able to call a press conference the next morning, not shave and show up and use big words he don't know. I mean, it was he was narcissist and God and Bobby Bowden. I mean, he was just like it was. Yeah, it was. So what's October 8th in Tuscaloosa going to be like? Whatever it is, the line is 20 points too low. (laughs) I mean, but you know, again, like this is. A, it was kind of fun as a Georgia fan to just be like, sure. hey, and this affects Georgia. All of this affects Georgia, but not this immediate. It was just kind of fun to watch, right? Georgia was the winner in this. I know. <laughs> because Kirby's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to hit an exploding golf ball, guys. Yeah. Have you seen, yeah, have you seen the meme of a kid swinging a swing set, but yet there's a fire raging in the background? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. Kirby's yeah. the kid in the swing set. It, it, it's not, that's, not a, that's not a wrong analogy. Um so I, you know, I think the interesting part about it is that um, because Jimbo can't help himself, he basically gave away the entire farm. He said, "I don't know anything about collectives." Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Jimbo, come on, man. 
you can listen. You can go on the rant about God. You can go on the rant about narcissism right. because I think all of us agree that that is not an unfair assessment of mm. Nick Saban and where he considers himself in the college football universe. And for what it's worth, he has more standing to say that. He has all the standing people. to say it. <laughs> um, but to be fair, he also Jimbo also gave away the game. He said, "I don't know anything about collectives." Mm, yeah, come on. You Illinois has a collective. I mean, well, come on. <laughs> I mean, Jimbo, listen, Jimbo knew exactly how many crab legs uh, Jameis stole <laughs> before the police did. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And listen, the, for what it's worth, and I have to remind myself of this because we talked about the soul of college football, the future of college football. Like, the level of outrage I have about NIL or collectives is literally zero. <laughs> like zero. Now, to be fair, I, but I have—I want to remember this. There are people that do not feel that way. There are people that I'm sure listening to the show that do not feel that way with the idea that listen, college football means like listen. We had Mark Richt as the coach here for like 15 years. There's going to be a lot of people that are very, very invested in a way that, frankly, I think is altruistic and means well in the idea of like, you know what, athletes, th- these are a lot of people that, are, that would not have an access to, uh, access to a good education and have the opportunity to do things. A lot of them aren't going to play pro sports someday. And so the, op- the idea that we're turning this into just this big money-making enterprise, even if it already was that, the idea that still that like now it's just okay who is the highest bidder and that's where i'm going there there are people that love college football and do not actually consider college football just nfl minor leagues who who care about the idea of college football and institution and and being a part of the community like i don't want to like mock that because i think that's there's something to it like i think that is I think that the mistake that mindset makes is it assumes that there's something, I mean, the overarching problem is that like players are just now doing what coaches have been doing forever and finally getting something out of this, like that whole beautiful thing of getting the education that we're all talking about, which I don't think was like in the micro sense worked out a ton. And I think we helped a lot of people like still there's a shitload of crap load of money that was going to people that weren't athletes and now athletes are getting money and taking some power for once and all of a sudden it's the end of college football and i that is my problem with that idea and i think we're all in agreement on that but i also want to remember that there are people that feel listen change is scary <laughs> change is scary change is weird there's a lot like fo- college football is college sports are dramatically different than they were 3 years ago like into a head football coach, it is the loss of control. It's oh, super yeah, scary. Yeah, yeah. And I and I and on a certain level, and listen, this is a sport that fetishizes coaches. Yes. Fans fetishize coaches. So the idea that that I'll put it this way. No one in the NBA where coaches don't have any power at all <laughs> anymore. Uh, no one's like, oh my gosh, is there a fight between Quinn Snyder and Terry Moore and Terry Wait, Stotts. Quinn Snyder's in the NBA. Yeah, he's the Utah's coach. Seriously? Yeah, I know. The old Missouri guy. I told you. Yeah, 
Yeah, I know it's crazy. It's like a total turnaround. It's wild. Um, because he, I remember him getting popcorn thrown in his hair at the Illinois Missouri game. Um, but anyway, more to the and point. He deserved it. Yeah, he totally deserved it. He's on a lot of that yeah. back in the day. Um, but anyway, the point is, is that um, nobody cares about NBA coaches and their petty fights because who cares? The athletes they're are the NBA ones coaches. <laughs> yeah, the athletes are the ones in charge. They're making more money than the coaches. They're the ones that have all the power. They're the ones that, if they switch teams, changes the whole balance of power of the entire league. The NBA is a league where the players are clearly and obviously in charge. College football is not like that. College football has never been like that. And so, therefore, a lot of people, we like Jimbo against Saban. We like we like Kiffin against Saban. We like Saban against whoever he's fighting against at a certain level. We love these kind of things. And I think there's a lot of people invested that idea for understandable reasons. And it's disorienting for them, too, because it's weird to see coaches... Like I mean, these coaches are all cock of the walk, right? They're all like, like they're all out, like they're all alpha dudes, and they all think they can out outrun every problem, and and they can't outrun this one. And they, I mean, and, the three things: coach football, drive, and the third thing. They actually can coach football better, than drives, <laughs> right? right? And yeah, and, that's, and you would think. And listen, I another thing to keep in mind in this is it is generally thought, and you can speak to this as well, that if you were to do a Okay, okay, okay. So Alabama is a great, great place. Georgia is a great place for recruiting. There's all these schools that have all these recruiting advantages. If you start doing the who has the most money from boosters, if you, this really just came down to who's George Steinbrenner, who's the George Steinbrenner of boosters, Texas A&M would be very it's probably high up there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like if not number and, one. And frankly, Tennessee's probably second. Yeah, so like, like at a certain level, I also understand someone like Saban who – uh, who again was for paying players before m- most coaches were for paying players. Yeah. Like, and he, maybe this probably is not the way he would have liked to have done it. But he he's not inherently against the idea of paying players. What he is inherently the, against the idea is Texas A and M just having an advantage no matter what, and no matter how good of a recruiter Saban is, if Texas A and M just has dudes be like, sorry, here's a million dollars to come play here, sure, then he's he can't beat that. And I think that is probably that's that's something to keep in mind about this is it's not like he's talking about Georgia or he's talking about Miami or he's talking about Florida State. He's talking about Texas A&M, which is generally considered to be the place that if they really did just full Wild West it and just say boosters, give whatever you want, Texas A&M would become the Yankees. In that situation. And uh, I think that's something to keep in mind in this as well. There's a reason they got Jimbo Fisher, because they paid him more money than God. So uh, I, I think that's part of it, too. But it also it also gives you a—not a, a, that uh, not that there's a reason I wouldn't not root for Texas A&M, but I, it, I'll actively root against them, you know, because— it, <laughs> I mean, I would have rooted I mean, they, against they're them. they're taking a heel turn. Well, yeah. I mean, Jimbo, to me, has always been kind of the, the fun guy, but— the guy that you kind of whisper to your wife saying like, I hope he loses all the games, but you know, he's fun to, to hear. And you know, he's like the, Oh, all shucks guy, you know, but I mean, there's going to be a lot of people enjoying watching them lose because even the greatest team in the world, when it comes down to it, if it's a tight game in the fourth quarter, the fact that one guy's making a million, one guy's making a million and a half to come there. I mean, they still got to, to perform on the field. That's it's why people good. loved it against the Yankees. Yeah, yes. loved it against the Yankees yeah, for the exactly. exact reason. So, so that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. I mean, and I have—I don't really have any animosity towards Texas A&M because Georgia never plays them. They still haven't played them except once since they joined the conference. Oh, teaser alert. 
we're going to talk SEC schedules. There's there's a weird quirk in the schedule yeah, where they're next. playing yeah. they're playing yeah. they're playing a team ridiculously amounts of times versus how much Georgia has played them. Yeah. Anyway, we'll get to that. But I, um, listen, I ultimately these things are all going to shake out. There's also an argument to be made that eventually boosters are going to stop wanting to give a million dollars. Sure, for a dude that didn't yeah. Play. yeah. I mean, <laughs> the time to get is right now. Yeah, yeah, there there is an element of the market is it, it's almost like. It's like people rush into California to ban it's, for gold. It's a little bit of crypto market. That's a, that's, <laughs> that's a, that's a it's 125 years better. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's that's right. I think right now because it's brand new, there is an element of hey, look what mm-hmm. we can do. Uh, whereas five, seven years from now, I mean, maybe Texas A&M wins the national championship yeah. at that time. Very good while the getting's good. Yeah. So because I just don't, I, I still think college football, and and this might be a, a a decent way to wrap it up in a bow, is I still think college football because of, um, because of the way the talent disparity works, um, unless you are ultimately capable of out talenting everybody in a way that maybe Alabama did in twelve or, or eleven. Um or the uh, the the Miami te- uh, the Miami teams did in the late nineties and early aughts, or how Georgia did in twenty one. No, I mean, the, Alabama was nearly as talented. Come um, on, but, but but I mean, I, listen, I, 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 I get your point. I get your point. The point's not lost, but I'm just saying, like, like a lot of dudes drafted. Did you see that? Yeah, that's why we're going to be eight <laughs> four. Um, but but I'm saying, well, I guess what I'm saying is like. And unless a team can really go out there and be so head and shoulders above every other single team they have to play, and in 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 that matter even have to face, I mean for that matter maybe Southern Cal in the middle, yeah, ones, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you you're not going to see a team rise to the level of a super team that is quote unquote bad for college football because I think there will become an equilibrium where. The programs that are the programs, and you can name them right now on the top of your head, and yes, George is one of them, that will continue to be in the mix for players no matter what the NIL landscape, pay-for-play landscape, as employees landscape looks like, um, where you are able to attract top talent to play for your coaches because Except for on the margins, the real money's still in the NFL, <laughs> right? Now, I, I, I will admit that it's it, good for the player that, say, like Aaron Murray. Aaron Murray is exactly the person I was. He would have been. He would have made more money in college than he ever Kevin did a, yeah. after. He, I mean, Stetson. Stetson Bennett. That's a good example. <laughs> but I mean, think about it. Aaron Murray played in at for Kansas City for three years. One of the years on the practice squad, which was eighty five thousand dollars, like one year on the active roster, which was probably two at the time two twenty five, and then you know a third year where he bounced back and forth. So let's call that one fifty. Yeah. And if he had he played at Georgia during NIL, even during those days, he'd have made more money. But this is what the argument. This is what Saban's argument is, whether you agree with it or not. It's. I I totally agree that like the, a world where Aaron Murray and Stetson Bennett can make money when they wouldn't make it in the NFL, that's great for NIL. 
That's not the people that are right. getting the NIL money. The people that are getting the NIL money are the, the five star D this five star deta- the, yeah. the five star athlete. Yeah, yeah. and then I think that is what people that are concerned about this are concerned about. They're not concerned about Stetson Bennett and Aaron Murray right. getting money that they wouldn't have had otherwise. They're concerned about okay, well these collective nouns happen. Here's two million dollars to come here. I also thought his Deion Sanders thing was super shady. By the What's way. up with that? Yeah, like I like I that was like you I, You do was, commercials with the dude yeah, who was throwing shade. That was and also like dude like sorry but like Deion Sanders, talking about a guy putting his money where his money where his, his, his money where his mouth is, or his mouth where his money is, yeah. whatever that phrase is. Uh, like he went to like Jackson State, man. Like like to go and like Deion Sanders could have done a lot of stuff. Like he's clearly like he wants to help historically black colleges. This is a big movement. You saw the the top player in college bat one top maker 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 go to Howard. Like this is a thing that a lot of historically black colleges have been saying for a long time. Is is actually you should come here and not and keep the money within I guess is the idea whether you agree with that whether you not agree with that the idea that Deion Sanders is somehow the problem in college football was super super weird and also to accuse them of something that I mean that was a weird thing like whatever fight with Jimbo have a good time the Deion thing I thought was super weird and I and that was the the one part of that that made me think maybe this isn't quite as targeted and focused because we want to think of Saban as like he's a grand master and he's got it all figured out every piece on the chessboard. The Dion thing doesn't make sense. The Dion thing feels like something you say emotionally or off the cuff. There's no competitive advantage for saying that about about Dion Sanders going after Jimbo. There's a competitive advantage. The Dion Sanders thing I thought was super weird and it was the one part that was like. Well, you know, Saban is kind of old. <laughs> and, and that was like the one time where I was like, okay, well, we'll see. Because I think, understandably, we, our muscle memory is to say, our reflex is to say, oh, well, Saban, he's all got the master plan. And I think a lot of it is he's talking to Birmingham Boosters. He's But like the Deion Sanders thing was the one little tell where you're like, okay, yeah, but like that's now it just sounds like you're just mad. And and that is that that was the one part about that I thought was a little shady. It's worth keeping an eye on. You know what's going to be interesting is say one of these Texas A and M D tackles that you know what however many millions of dollars they got or will get through NIL. What if they turn out to be Andre Bruce with the Falcons or Rasheed Hageman with the Falcons or just a complete bust? That's why how those things equal out eventually. And then, or decide to transfer. Or after decide to transfer yeah. after they get their million dollars. Yeah, how long do they have to yeah. stay? Uh, I mean, it's it's going to be interesting to read about. But to be fair to all these athletes, I haven't read a piece yet about you know struggles in the locker room between the haves and have-nots. I'm sure it's happened, but I haven't read a whole lot about that or, or yeah. seen that crop up as a major story. So, also feel obliged to point out, none of this money is coming from the money that ESPN and CBS, and NBC, <laughs> and everyone actually gives these schools. Right. Like, that's another weird part about it, too, is, like, this is not money that, like, this comes from a different place than mm-hmm. that. Like, that's another weird thing about it. Like, at a certain level, you would think that schools would be like, awesome, someone's paying them. We get to keep all the money. This is great. But that money was going to them before. <laughs> exactly. That's what this is about, too. And that's worth keeping in mind that, like, wait, that money was, we were, that was, that was supposed to be money that we did for our shoe contracts. So we were able to p- pass it on to Nike so that family would give it to them and then we'd, they'd be on our team. So uh, there, that's also worth remembering. 
Uh, and, and sir, this is not a college basketball podcast. Yeah, sorry. But it's, wow. it's worth remembering. That, so I guess uh, to be continued. Yeah, I suspect this will not be the last conversation we have about this. No. Um, so the last thing before we get to Scott's stuff about uniforms or whatever. <laughs> um, that's, yeah, we're doing uniforms. The, um, not tonight. Not tonight. Um, so there, there have been some reporting that the SEC will talk a little bit on... I guess next week when they're in Destin at the SEC meetings about scheduling once Oklahoma and Texas join the conference, which at this point looks increasingly likely to be the 25 season. Um, in case you were wondering, do not count on Georgia having to go to Norman in 24. That ain't despite the fact, <laughs> despite the fact that I have an Airbnb already. Yeah. Uh, we need to talk about the Kentucky game. Uh, That's fine. No, you queued up a question that somebody sent. To oh us. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember so, the question, but yeah, we'll, we'll find it. You've got it. Um, so the, there are two, well, first off, there was some reporting about Georgia, uh, Georgia, SEC creating their very own college football playoff, 18 playoff. Um, that feels like a leverage play to get other conferences to come to the table about college football playoff. Although, I guess if SEC did that, you could look at adding some teams. Um, <laughs> I think that's the way you do that. I you mean, don't do it with sixteen team conference. I mean, yeah, I mean, I um, like because you, at that point you become the la- I feel like you become the laughing stock. I mean, you have to add like twenty teams <laughs> or sixteen. More yeah, teams. Right, right, right. sixteen more teams. Right, right, right. Um, I have a list of mine in case you're wondering. Um, <laughs> Is Illinois make it? Damn it! Come in. They're on the. Next year, next year, the next year, uh, ish. The, the, the the next, next, next four out. They're on they're <laughs> they're on a tier with Georgia basketball for the Got CBI. It. Got it. Um. So, but there the the two things that have come up would be basically, um, uh, an eight eight game schedule. No no divisions. Eight game schedule with two or three permanent rivals in. Mm-hmm five or six rotating with six. You play everybody within a four year span with five. You play everybody within an eight year span. Mm. If I've done the math, right. Uh, the other one is going to nine and doing a seven and one. You have one permanent rival for Georgia. It's almost locked in to be Florida. Um, and then you play the other, uh, basically the other, 15 or 14 teams on a, a two year cycle. Uh, and I got to be honest, I'm agnostic about it. Uh, five years ago, I'd have been like, no, we can't lose Georgia, Auburn. But the addition of Oklahoma and Texas added in with the fact that I will have passed my 55th birthday before we play 56th birthday. No, wait, I'm 24, right? Oh, shit. 56 You're birthday. 32 now. I'm 32 now. <laughs> Carry the five. Mm-hmm. I, I will pass my 56th birthday before we play Texas A&M in College Station. <laughs> and I was 44 yeah. when Texas A&M joined the conference. Yeah. Um, kind of leads me to believe that I'm okay as long as we keep Florida on the yeah. schedule. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that we will still play Auburn, I guess – essentially once every three or four years uh i'm i'm fine with it i because the reality is is like as much as i want us to play auburn regularly um i if it means we don't have to go to south carolina a bunch (laughs) um 
I, I'm going to be disappointed leaving Kentucky, and that teases kind of the last little thing before we go to Scott's stuff. Um, I, that also means we go to Ole Miss more. We also go to LSU more. We go to Missouri less. We go to Austin. Uh, which makes Scott's happy. <laughs> uh, we go to Austin and Norman more than we would if there was some sort of dumb, like, some. If look, if we kept it the way it is, it would be thirty-two years before we. It's that, and that's just that's yeah, that's, that's an incredibly long time. Like that's three TV contracts. Like you might play Illinois in that time. We could, we could, play, we could do home and home with Illinois. <laughs> yeah, I don't. So yeah. I, I, that's am, like a five for one. It's a five for one. Um, so I am, I'm actually fine with with whatever they come up with as long as it doesn't involve divisions because I am. I have now come around to the place where if if we are going to have a 16-team conference, and we are, we need to be in a position where we can play the other teams in the conference more regularly. Um, it, it There was a level of it that made sense when it was 14 teams. I'm sorry, 12 teams. Because we were still playing the other teams in the West. You had a, three Western teams. Right. Here. We were playing the teams in the West on a fairly regular basis. We were able to rotate them in and out. When we went to uh, 14 teams, 24 years is just too much. It just is. It's it's, it's too big of a cycle. You're talking about 24 years is literally a third of the human lifespan. (laughs) It's a lot. And. and I don't mean to get th- morose about it. I think our it, listeners can all agree on this. 24 years is a, it's a, it's long, a long time. It's a long time. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's like 24 it, years. Yeah. yeah. So like 24 I, years. I would, I would probably. Like, good God. <laughs> my, my vote would probably be a 7-1 and one and stay at eight games because yeah. that allows Georgia to continue to schedule outside the conference fairly aggressively and keep Georgia Tech. Um, and those of you that want to drop Georgia Tech off the thing, no, I'm always going to be here for stealing their hope. Mm-hmm. Um, if we go this to this, it's going to be rough for them, by the way. We got, we got uh, plenty of time to wow. talk about that. Yeah, team, team 404 yeah. is, is the thing. Um, but if you go to nine games, that basically means we're going to play, um, as we're going to play SOCON team, we're going to play a team, another team from the SOCON ish, our Sun Belt. And on um, George Tech, and that's it. We're just we're just not going to be involved in those games where we're going to schedule potentially schedule uh, Michigan an alliance team. Yeah. Alliance team. We're not going to schedule UCLA. We're not going to schedule Clemson. Yeah. We're going to schedule Clemson or you know FSU or whatever it is. It's just that that won't happen if we're at nine games. Yeah, and those are the fun things to look forward to because sure, great Texas Oklahoma something new in the conference, but eventually. There are SEC teams, and it kind of gets like, oh, man, I'd love to go down to Tallahassee, or I'd love some variety. I'd love to go play at Miami. And you're right. That wouldn't, that wouldn't be, be the case. I mean, the reality is, is like I love college football. And as I get older, I am more interested in seeing – I, I want to go to every Georgia game. But I also get more interested in seeing other games. And, like, I'm, I'm going to a Michigan game. It's Michigan-Hawaii, whatever. I'm going to a Michigan game this fall. And – as my kids progress through high school, and by the way, Maggie is the drum major or co-drum major for Oconee County High Congratulations. School. Congratulations! Uh, I thought I should share that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as my kids get older and get out of high school and get out of the house, I am going to be much more interested in going to look. If we're playing Charleston Southern in Athens, and I have a choice between going to Athens for Charleston Southern at, and going to Michigan Ohio State, I'm probably mm-hmm. going to Michigan Ohio State once. Just to, just say yeah. I did, 
because I love college football. Um, so it, it will be it'll be interesting to see what they come up with. And but I think there will be some, if not clarity, some signs that point towards the direction of what will happen after Oklahoma and Texas join the conference. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Scott, what do you got? Okay. Uh, so before so, yeah, you go ahead. So, yeah. One last thing. We had a we had a a, a, a Twitter question. Oh yeah. Uh, that will will not take long to answer. The, essentially, the Twitter question. I don't remember who it was. I could look it up, and I'm sorry if I don't, because I'm bad at podcast hosting. Um. Uh, the basically it's like, I want to go to Kentucky this year, which I'm a fan of. Um. Should I stay in Lexington or should I stay in Louisville? You should stay in Lexington. First off. You don't have to drive anywhere. Um, the There's enough Ubers there to get you to the game, even if you're not staying close enough to the stadium to walk. Second off, there are plenty of hotels and Airbnb still available. I checked Airbnb this, this afternoon to see. Third off, you're no further or closer to all the stories you would want to go to in Lexington. I'm sorry, in Louisville, than you would be in Lexington. Third off, Lexington as awesome a town as Louisville is, and I think Louisville's a great town. Lexington's better. Yeah, um, and and, it, and you'll be around George people. Just stay in, stay in Lexington. You'll appreciate it more. Um, there are there's more stuff to do, even though it's super late, um, and you can get to all the stores you want to go to if you go up on Wednesday or Thursday. Um, in, if the game's late, and it's a possibility, it will be. We we're not going. We're not making predictions about the season, but I think mm-hmm. Kentucky's going to be decent. Uh, and so that game is not a noon game. You still have time to run down to the story or two on Saturday morning uh, and still get back in time for the game. Speaking of travel things, one thing I want to add in a, an ongoing subplot as we move into the season. Uh, my father and I are going to the final weekend of the Cardinals baseball season in St. Louis because it will be the end of Albert Pujols, mm-hmm. Yadier Molina, hey, and possibly Two of their best pitchers. Yeah. And, and maybe yeah. Anne, maybe Wainwright. Yeah, maybe Wainwright. Wainwright three has their, a, three of their best pitchers. Uh, Wainwright has not actually said he's retiring yet. So I still feel like it's a possibility he pitches for the Braves next year, to be entirely honest. Um, oh. But because uh, uh, but anyway, the point is that uh, I mean, he, he was like a '99 signee of Georgia. Yeah, I mean, he, I, I mean, mean 2002. I mean, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that brief JD Drew period because that's mm. uh, that's what we uh, no. that's what we got Wainwright for. Uh, but more to the point, um, that weekend, so we're already going. We have a hotel for the weekend to be able to say goodbye to those two, maybe three guys. Is like they basically made up my my adult life uh, in a lot of ways. Um, but also that weekend. Georgia plays at Missouri. Oh. So Illinois play, the Cardinals play at 7.15. So we need that to be a noon game. New game. If we get a noon Good game. Good chance on that. Sorry, Clay. If we get that as a noon game, it will be, or 11 o'clock in Missouri. Yeah. yeah. All together, possibly go. We're going to go. Back, yeah. we're gonna, so we're going to get a full day of Georgia, Missouri, and then driving back to see the Cardinals play that night. So keep an eye on that all year. On that because it's, well, it's, it's about an hour and a half. It's about an hour and a half away, maybe back. two hours away. Plenty, I should be able to make plenty of time. But uh, we'll I, yeah, I think my I think my schedule, my work schedule this fall precludes me from going there. I talked yeah. about this earlier. Mm-hmm. I said I went to lunch with Clay Westbrook mm-hmm. uh, today, and uh, he's like, "Are you interesting when the game?" I was like. Think if I've looked at the calendar right, I can't go to that game. Yeah. Uh, but ha- now knowing that, if there's a way I can, yeah. maybe I will. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I've, I've, I've never, been, I've never I've, been to a football game in, in Columbia. And, and ordinarily, I would fly into St. Louis because St. Louis is easier to get to Columbia to me yeah. than yeah. Kansas City is. Yeah. Um, 
I'd be interested in going. Yeah, I have to look at that. Yeah. But I just who are they playing? The uh, Cardinals. Cardinals are playing the Pirates. Cardinals actually played the last six games of the year against the Pirates because the season started oh, a week later. They have a six game because they, they they finished the season and started the season with the Pirates. So they have a, they have a six game series, three in St. Louis and three in Pittsburgh. Oh, because uh, originally the season was supposed to end in St. Louis, and you knew it was going to be Yachty. And but now, now they've added the extra games; they have an extra three games. But mm. nevertheless, it will be very because we knew Yachty was going to be Yachty's last year. We didn't know the pools was going to be there. But yes, the idea of going to see Georgia play at 11 a.m. and then driving sweet. back to watch a Cardinals game—that's a fun weekend. That is at least that's awesome, man. Yeah, but I'm hopeful. If not, if not, we'll just you know we'll just that'll be the Georgia. If they play at night, there'll be a Georgia game I miss, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, before we get into SEC's schedule 2022, not any pro forma schedules, I'm uh, just going to tease uh, a little something. We will be announcing sometime in July a new podcast partner. Uh, I don't want to say too much. Um, it is, it'll be something that I know the three of us are very excited about, and I think all of you will be very excited about this partnership that uh, we're still in negotiations. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, just be prepared to open up those NFT packs. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> hey, we should try that last year, not now. Uh, yeah, we're going to be selling you can't spell consortium with us. SC. Oh, yeah, we're going to be selling on the uh, the Ethereum market. No, I don't mm. even know what I'm talking about. Dogecoin. Dogecoin. Dogecoin yes. Yeah, I mean, it might be time to buy the dip. I don't know. I don't. Uh, I think it's all. I think. I think the jig is up. (laughs) I have to say, I think the jig is up. Yeah, I need to make sure that uh, I disconnect my Venmo card for when it gives me points and immediately buys like Bitcoin or Ethereum. Um, Yeah, yeah, it's. But it's low right now. So. <laughs> I mean, it's low right now. You there is a cards. reason for that. I bought. I just had my statement come in. Yeah. I, I bought four dollars of Bitcoin yeah. the other day. Also so. low right now. Atari stock. <laughs> uh, um, so yeah. So keep an eye out for that. Something we're really excited about. Um, and uh, and yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Okay. It's like uh, like oyster crackers. I'm just gonna leave them because I don't like I don't like oyster crackers. Oh, I like oyster crackers. Really? Yeah, I'm proud. Big fan. Big really? Fan. Yeah. I, I asked my kids if they knew what oyster crackers were. They were like, huh? Yeah. I mean, I guess I haven't taken them to Captain D's or something lately. Captain you know, I, I think of like Crab Shacks. I have oyster crackers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I don't know. It must be a Northeast type thing. Yeah, I think so. It's, I've seen them in Midwest. Yeah. Anyway, okay, so. Captain, Captain Joe's is not Southeast. You know, the 2022 schedule, I, I kind of went through it, and there were some schedule anomalies. I did go through it. Francis has got seven pages, so <laughs> no, there were some schedule anomalies to it. So um, there's a, there's just a couple that I that I'm going to ask you off the top, just to see if you you kind of know, um, and then we'll kind of dip into each team, just some things that to keep an eye out for. There are two teams. This is interesting. I'm talking about non-conference opponents. Each SEC team is going to play four non-conference opponents. So 14 times four, y'all can do the math. What is that? 56. So two of them, there's one... You have it written down there, don't you? Yeah. There's yeah. one uh, FBS school that appears twice, and then one, I guess, group of five school that appears twice on it. So anyone want to take a guess? Wait, wait, wait. So there's one FBS school that plays... Two SEC teams. Mm-hmm. Okay. In non-conference, and then one group of five school right, right. that plays... So do you want to guess who wants to guess the teams? Yeah, why I, not? Can I guess the let's do group five? Is it the, from the Sun Belt Conference? No. Oh, okay. That would have been a guess. that would have been my guess. It's further so. north. Okay. Was the it Mac? Mac? 
Probably Mac. <laughs> Wait, no, see, no, no. <laughs> well, I don't, I, don't, I don't keep up with this conference. Okay. Um, can you give us a region of the country? Sure. Great Lakes. Okay, so probably the Mac. Um, let's go Eastern Michigan. No. Um, Akron. They do play an SEC team, but Akron only plays one. It is Northern Illinois. Northern Illinois, DeKalb. They play... It's DeKalb, not DeKalb. It's DeKalb. I get it. I I respect that. Um, They play Kentucky, and they play Vanderbilt. And Vanderbilt wins the award for the... And I do this every year. What are you thinking scheduling this game? Is that game in DeKalb? They go to DeKalb? DeKalb. Illinois. For what it's worth, uh, Northern Illinois has been in a uh, New Year's Day Bowl since Vanderbilt has. Remember they beat Tech last year. Mm-hmm. Northern Illinois played against... They, and also since Georgia Tech. Didn't Northern Illinois play against Florida State in like, yes. a, yeah, uh, like four or five Bowl, years maybe? ago? Yeah. Bowl. Yeah, so. yeah. It didn't go well for them. It, they, they came in second. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so LaShawn Johnson. Remember LaShawn Johnson from way back in the day? He's a Northern Illinois guy. Yeah. Who is it? Uh, Michael Turner. Is that right? Yeah. Falcons I think that's running right. back. Yeah. Yeah. So then the FBS school is... Oh, I know who that is. That's Georgia Tech. It is Georgia Tech. They play Mississippi and Georgia. And the only reason I know that is because the line on the Georgia Tech-Mississippi game is like 10 points, which just seems like too low by the factor of the Alabama-Texas A&M game. Yeah. So because... No, No, go ahead. No, because we know Illinois. Well, because Georgia... So here's the way that my, my mind works. When I saw that Georgia Tech played Mississippi, I'm like, oh, that's cool. It's kind of a throwback, you know, because Tech and Mississippi were both in the SEC. Yeah, yeah. And so I immediately went and looked. Before Bobby Dodd chickened out. The last time that Georgia Tech played Mississippi, and it was, I think it was 2013. Okay. But the previous time that they played Mississippi... 62 or 3? was 1946. Wow. wow. And I was sitting there thinking, I was like, I was like, Winsipedia's got to, be, got to be wrong because they were in the SEC together for like 36 years. No. I found an article that was uh, written by Ken Segura back in 2014. And so I'm going to read parts of it because I found this fascinating. He said, though Tech was an SEC member for most of Bobby Dodd's career, he never dined, D-E-I-G-N-E. Dained. Dained. He never deigned to play Mississippi State or Ole Miss. Tech played Ole Miss but twice, once in a bowl game and once in a regular season game scheduled by Dodd's predecessor, William Alexander. And Dodd was quoted as saying, whatever is there to go to Mississippi for? We like to take our fans to exciting places, and Mississippi isn't one of them. (laughs) Gas station chicken? I mean, I don't know, but between 2008 and 2023... This is dated back, uh, what, I don't know, eight years ago. Barring future bowl game matchups, Tech will play both Mississippi schools a total of six times, twice on Mississippi soil. That will exceed by one the number of times the teams had met in Tech's first 115 seasons of football, including 48 years when the three schools were in the same conference on a virtually uninterrupted basis. It was basically a time back then when member schools, not the conference, were responsible for scheduling league games. And so I dug a little further, and Bobby Dodd had a book. It was called Dodd's Luck. And uh, he was quoted saying, The Mississippis, Mississippi and Mississippi State, just hated my guts, particularly Ole Miss. They wanted their hands on me so bad because I wouldn't play them. 
there was a, also trying a time back when Bill Curry was uh, at Alabama. He tried to get them to play or something like that, Georgia Tech, and uh, they said that they hated him too much. So it's just it, that's an interesting subplot. The fact that I was thinking, oh, maybe they've played twenty times or something. They've played like three times. Wow, That's, that that is amazing. It, of course, that does harken back to a time before nineteen ninety two, when each school was responsible for scheduling their own conference and non conference games. And I think the requirement was from the late seventies until ninety two, you had to have six conference games. Mm-hmm. You could have as many as seven or eight, but you had to have six. Before that, you had to have five, uh, which is why Georgia always scheduled Mississippi. I mean, it would be Mississippi, Auburn, Florida, and then you pick. That's why Georgia didn't play Tennessee very much, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and you know, Georgia has Mississippi State on their schedule this year. They've played like twenty something times. Yeah, you know, and they've been in the same conference right. for yeah. uh, let's see, seventy, ninety years. Yeah. So that was just that was just one of those uh, interesting things. Another scheduling quirk: all three FBS schools from the state of Utah play SEC teams this year. Okay. Florida opens at home with mm-hmm. Utah. Um, Utah State plays at Alabama first week of the season. Who does BYU have? Or no, the second week. Uh, BYU hosts Arkansas. Hmm. Call. Later in the year. I would love the idea of Arkansas fans. Do we know any Arkansas fans? I would love to hear about the caravans going out to... Uh, going out I mean, to- that's as crazy as Mississippi going to California almost. Yeah. It's not as crazy as Vanderbilt going to Northern Illinois, though. That's really <laughs> that, weird. That, I just meant a fa- the fan experience. That's really weird. <laughs> um, so let's go... I'll, we'll, we'll go through all the non-conference games for the opponents. I'll just read through them. So Bama has Utah State. They have at Texas... Mm-hmm. And last time they met was the championship game, 2010. So that'll be kind of a neat thing to look at. I think it's the same day as Georgia-Oregon. It is. Um, no, no, no. They play on Sunday. Oh, they do? I think they play on Sunday. That'd be great. Because if they don't, Texas-Alabama. Yeah, they... No, they played the second and week. And this is not in Jerry World. Oh, they it's the, in Austin. They played the second week. And that, that's, what's, uh, that's what's really cool about it. They, they play Louisiana Monroe, and they play Austin P. It'll be hot that game, even mm-hmm. though it's in November. Joke to a couple yes. years back. Yes. Um, Arkansas. Ooh, that was hot. Yeah. Arkansas um, has a first meeting ever versus Cincinnati. They host Missouri State. Sam, what are you doing? <laughs> they go to BYU, and then they have Liberty. It's a tough non-conference right. schedule. Even though Malik Willis is no longer at Liberty, they still, like you said earlier in the podcast, they seem to always have a decent team. Is Hugh Freeze still the coach there? Guess smells on. But that's fair. No, no. At Liberty. Yeah. Oh, Hugh Freeze, not Gus Malzahn. Yeah. Uh, they're interchangeable people. Okay. Um, non-conference for Auburn, Mercer, San Jose State, Penn State, and Western Kentucky. Two and two. <laughs> interesting, <laughs> interesting fact about Auburn's schedule. They have eight home games this mm-hmm. year. The first five are at home. So their first five weeks of the season, it's all at Jordan-Hare. So that means... Five of their last seven are on the road. Ending kind of with uh, what Alabama. Alabama's on the road. LSU and Alabama. Mm. Mm. Good luck. Florida has Utah. First time they've played since 1977. South Florida. Eastern Washington. Another western state coming east. And then uh, at FSU. 
Huh. Oh, you mentioned earlier also how that Georgia still hasn't played at Texas A&M. Well, when Texas A&M <laughs> came into the conference in 2012, Florida was the very first SEC game. They, they hosted them at Kyle Field. Florida also played at Kyle Field in 2020, the COVID year that was added. Mm-hmm. They play there this year in 2022. So Florida will have gone to College Kyle Station three, three times. times, and Georgia wow. still hasn't gone. We don't, we don't know how they get there. <laughs> <laughs> um, Georgia, of course, we play Oregon. First time we faced them since 1977. And then we have Samford, Kent State, and Georgia Tech. Quote an Alabama blogger, uh, the kick cripples. Actually, words he put on his blog. Good for him. It's SB Nation. It's not like bar-sided. <laughs> and other interesting fact is this is Georgia Tech's first visit to Sanford Stadium since 2018. Right. Oh, that's right, because they chickened out. I'm yeah. sorry. There's COVID. Yeah. Um, Kentucky, <laughs> they play non-conference uh, Miami, Miami of Ohio, Youngstown State, so, so technically, there's two uh, non-conference games versus SEC teams with a Y on their helmet. Okay. Because Youngstown State. You know their uh, mascot? Um, Sledgehammers? No, <laughs> that would work. Is there, are they a hawk or a bird of some sort? They are a That's, bird of some sort. A yeah. flightless bird. Oh, the penguins. That's penguins. right. Yeah. Which I don't think of penguins in Ohio, but whatever. Nah, Brian Beckwater coached there so or played there. He played there. It's cold. Yeah, Kentucky, uh, that's right. Kentucky does play in IU and then Louisville. I got to be honest, Kentucky is uh Kentucky's team is going to like win a lot of games. People are like, "What?" That's what they always do. LSU, they face Florida State for the first time since 1991. Uh they play Southern. Period. Southern. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. They play New Mexico. This is their first ever meeting versus mm-hmm. the Lobos. And UAB. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Mississippi State, Memphis. They lost to them last year. Not a... And they will this year. They go, first meeting ever, versus Arizona. They go out to the desert. That's a weird Is that Herm's team? No, that's Jed Fisher's team. How do the fans... Did they have to it's what? A, it's a drive. A wagon train a to hit. get to Arizona from Mississippi State? Start oh, it's from? a short drive up I-10. <laughs> It'll take them eight days to get there. <laughs> uh, they got Bowling Green State University and East Tennessee State University. Hmm. Missouri, they ha- they host uh, Middle Tennessee State University. They have Kansas State, first time since mm-hmm. 2011, and it'll be like the hundred something yeah. meeting between them. Uh, they have Abilene Wait, Christian, Kansas or Kansas State, Kansas State, Kansas State. Okay, Abilene Christian and New Mexico State. Ole Miss, you got Troy, Twa, you got. Uh, <laughs> Central Arkansas, which I'm not even sure is FCS. They're the Red Wolves. That's uh, the home of Central. Scottie that's that's Scottie Arizona State. Not Arkansas Pippen. State. Central Arkansas. That's Scotty Pippen. Scotty Pippen's alma mater. Oh, okay. really? Mm-hmm. Do you think they're FCS even? Central's probably FCS. Okay. Um, they go to Georgia Tech, and then they have Tulsa. Wait a minute. Georgia Tech placed three FBS teams? No, Mississippi. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said I was still Missouri. (laughs) South Carolina. Think about this. The former coach of South Carolina coaches what school in Georgia? Georgia State. They play Georgia State at home. Sean Elliott. You think he's going to want some? I was like, wait a minute. 
Spurrier's back. I went. Uh, on, I jogged. I did. Uh, I jogged out to uh, what's it called? Park 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 Stadium, whatever it's called. Uh, yeah. What well, used to be Turner Field is now Georgia State Stadium. Park Center. Center. Yeah, Park. something like that. And uh, I and it's funny because from I, Athens. No, I was. I was. I went to go see the War on Drugs on Monday, and I spent uh, the night yeah. in a hotel. And so the next morning, I ran from my hotel. There was a How double. fast? Uh, I was slower. I've been in a rock show the night before, so I wasn't cooking. Good for you for doing it. Yeah, that. I wasn't cooking, but I made it. And uh, But I did a couple laps around the stadium. That place is becoming a lot less Turner Field and more Georgia Stadium. Oh, agreed. Yeah, agreed. like it de- It definitely I – cr- I, I find it very frustrating that Georgia State does not do Thursday night games. It feels like a logical thing for them to do because like I would love but to I'd love to go to Georgia State game because super fun not doing that because the NFL screwed it up for them. I know but like do a Friday game or something like the I because I, I can never go see a Georgia State game I would love to go to Georgia State game yeah. but I'm not going to go watch a Georgia State game on a, on a college football Saturday and so but so if they were I always that, that's my little piece of advice for you at Park Center whatever the hell you're called and, they, Center uh, Park. and their scoreboard has a list of all of their bowl games oh yeah so they were cure bowl champions they're probably catching, been to more than South Carolina. They're they? catching up. Yeah. They're catching up with Georgia State. Yeah. How many bowl games has South Carolina been to? None. None. Also, my favorite thing about the scoreboard has a picture, and up the top says uh, "defeated Tennessee." It has a picture from that game. Love it uh, with the final score of that game. We need to send them that picture of us at, uh, and and Gail Collins Gelf, uh, that yeah. we had with from him because it was at that the stadium. first Oklahoma uh, yeah. uh, Oklahoma County State Championship. Yeah, game. we'll have to tweet that out later in the year when it's appropriate. Uh, so yeah, they play Georgia State, they play Charlotte, <coughs> they play South Carolina State, and they go to Clemson. Okay. Tennessee has Ball State. They're at Pitt. They have Akron and UT Martin. Mm. Texas A&M, Sam Houston State, Appalachian State. Mm. Miami Hurricanes come to town. Mm. First meeting since 2008, and then UMass. And they're not going to have that receiver that ran all over us. So they'll probably beat them. Yeah, this feels like two and two. And then <laughs> Vanderbilt. They are the only team in the SEC that has two buys in their season. Do you know why? Do they play Hawaii? Because it's only fair. <laughs> Y'all are both correct, but Will is more correct. They play week zero yeah. at Hawaii. <laughs> like July 23rd? What, end of August? Yeah. I can tell you exactly what week zero is because Illinois plays Wyoming. Week zero, that's right. I will be there. Are you going up? I've said this before. One of my favorite factoids this year is Illinois will have played two games before Georgia plays its first game. I got to be honest, that week zero game we went to last year was awesome. Oh, it was so fun. And it was also like, I mean, they beat Nebraska. It was 140. And ultimately, at the time, it felt like this big upset, and Illinois turned out to be a lot better than Nebraska last year. Um, But they play Wyoming in week zero, and then Friday night, of Labor Day weekend, they play at Indiana. So Illinois has a chance. Illinois, will, again, I said, I've they said this. They could be our putative national I said champion. this on the last podcast, but Illinois' season will be one sixth over before Georgia kicks off, which is Maybe. really kind of wild to think about. Um, yeah, so they go to Hawaii for the first game, and then seven days later, they have to host Elon in Nashville. That's their other non conference. They have Wake, and then, of course, at the end of the season, they go to Northern Illinois. I think they've got a chance to win that Wait a uh, because he'll be reeling from his Twitter purchase. And uh, we'll have the... Who? Which, sorry, Elon. Different Elon. <laughs> sorry, when did they play Northern Illinois? Towards the end of the season. Yeah. On the road? Yes. It'll be cold. There, I can tell you right now. Why would you go... Why would you schedule... Why would you schedule Northern Illinois anytime but September? My mistake. Okay. Okay. Seems like a beginning of the year. It is not at the end of the season, but... 
kind of close in the whole, like if you think January to December, they play them in September. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a way to parse it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That's true. But by that rationale, boy, Georgia will be helping close out the year with their game in Sterling? Atlanta against Oregon. Did you work at Sterling Cooper at one point? I'm just curious. No. Um, the last thing I wanted to point out was um, Tennessee. Usually, the, historically, they've played, what, Kentucky or Vanderbilt like the last two weeks in of the season. season. Yeah. They've changed their schedule around. They play Kentucky um, the week of Halloween, and they end their season. They're the only SEC team to do this. They play two SEC road games to end their season. They play at South Carolina and at Vanderbilt. Well, Tennessee Vanderbilt's always been the last game of the season, but... They would always play Kentucky the week before. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Because they would, they used to play South Carolina at Halloween because that's when they would all dress up in their you know orange and black. Is Halloween this Sunday this year? I don't know. I don't know. Saturday Couldn't tell you. Well, the 29th is on a Saturday, so that Sunday means Monday. that it would be Monday. Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Because my birthday's on Monday, but it's Happy birthday. before Halloween. So early. Very early. So, yeah... Um, what was the other dumb thing I wrote down? There was one more thing that only I would look at, and it is uniforms, raccoon not, pornography. Not not that. Sir. No, it was, we we will not besmirch. It was uh, Mississippi State. They play against three teams with the mascot of tigers. They play two wildcats, a falcon, a hog, and a bulldog, and they are the bulldogs. So eight of their 12 teams they play against are animals. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. It's wacky bastards. <laughs> I don't know why you thought this would be something that only you would look at. It's hard to imagine. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. That's, that's all I got. That was good. That was good. That was good. It was good to be. I'm glad we got to do that. Yeah, let's stretch our legs there. a little bit yeah. and mm-hmm. get out and here. We'll and we'll figure our schedule. Because, I mean, I mean, it's going to be here before you know it. Yeah. That's the yeah. thing. Is that, like, that's the thing about the summer. Yes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm gone half of June. I am. Yeah. Uh, we're taking a family vacation. And then the wife and I are taking our 20th wedding anniversary trip a year early. Mm-hmm. Because next year is going to be very busy for me. Uh, we're going to Ireland. Oh, that's uh, awesome. End of June. Um, so if you're a George fan in Ireland, yeah. please let me know. Please As they say in Ireland, make sure to put another shrimp on the Barbie. That's exactly what they say. <laughs> yeah. um, but, It'll be uh, freezing there. Yeah. I would, it's always cold yeah, there. Yeah, it's always yeah. cold there. But the kangaroos will keep you warm. That's right. Yeah, the kangaroos. <laughs> you should hug the them one. because they, they are <laughs> not they, they are, are not very a, huggy. Yeah, they're not, they, they, don't, they don't get agitated right. very easily, as you can see on uh, viral right. videos. So, But I, I have to expect we will try to put together an episode sometime in June or, or two. and then. Guys, well, I promised our future uh, sponsor nine episodes in July. Nine episodes in July. Wow. Crypto is a scam. <laughs> can we put? Can we put some in the can? <laughs> By yeah. can, I mean, can we cut this one into eight episodes right. and spread them out? We're, that's where we've been pulling them out of. Right. Um, no, I'm so, joking on that. Yeah. If, but, in uh, case, in case that future podcast partners listening, the whole team. How would they listen? <laughs> I mean, clearly, if they're sponsoring us, they've never listened. So <laughs> fair, fair. Uh, and we're gonna we're gonna tease the hell out of this. Yeah. yeah so 
But guys, this was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, Will, congratulations on getting your book turned well, again, into your editor. A, my editor may <clears> say that this is. I junk hope. And it's not I like hope it. he takes several months to get back to you. As long as as long as he comes back with good things. Right. If he has some of the bad things, I want him to do it immediately. Yeah. But uh, but hopefully hopefully it'll, it'll it'll work out. And for the record, the paperback version of How Lucky is out. If you good. decided, if you're one of those people, and I encourage you all to be these people that want to get every possible edition of How Lucky. Now you have the opportunity to get the uh, the give paperback version. Yeah, Scott, your uh, your oldest played in the triple uh, A stop. We got uh, triple A state golf championship a, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, uh, they were, it and then there was nothing expected of Oconee County High School golf. They're so young coming into the season, they qualified for state and they placed eighth. Yep, which was really good. Jack <clears> shot a, a personal best seventy nine on day one. And he averaged 86. And he, and he averaged 86. <laughs> Y'all do the math on day two. So, or yeah, with both days combined. But yeah, he was super excited. Um, proud, of, proud of him and how, how that happened. One other thing, if we're giving, giving shout outs, um, June 6th, I don't know any of you people in Athens or Watkinsville if, if you are busy, but June 6th is the dedication of the ESP Miracle League. Yeah, that's they, really cool. It's three years in the making. It's this beautiful, all-accessible <laughs> field so their kids can play baseball. You know, it's wheelchair-accessible. There's a, uh, an accessible playground attached uh, to it. I've been putting together a video for them to play on the video board that they're going to have. Um, Governor Kemp's throwing out the first pitch. There's going to be celebrations and, um, you know, just it's, it's such a great uh, organization, nonprofit. You know, I've seen it firsthand. I've worked with them for years and um, couldn't be happier for them because a lot of these kids, all they want to do is just go play baseball. And um, the field is impeccable. It's gorgeous. It looks so good. I mean, yeah, I've been by there. And so I would encourage, you know, even if you can't dedicate your time, I mean, five bucks, 10 bucks donation to ESP. Laura Whitaker uh, is fantastic over there. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a charity, a local charity close to my heart. And also a quick shout out to Colin uh, for setting us up with bourbon again. By the way, I got your book signed or mm-hmm. will sign your books. I brought them. <laughs> Tony, uh, Tony actually did. Signed he just them, put my so name on it. That's that why way you, can you can't it. sell them uh, on the eBay's. Yes. Um, but Guys, this was fun. I'm yeah. glad we were able to get back in person and do this. And uh, Will, congratulations on getting the book turned in. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, and Scott, congratulations you and I. We got through another yet another school year. Fits and starts. Fits and starts. Another school year. I thought you were going to say another podcast. Another podcast. Now, we nailed this. It did nailed get me it. excited, though, because like, we are we're probably about... 100 days? Uh, yeah, but I would say we're also probably about three... Weeks away from the college football annuals coming out. That's oh, that's right. Yeah, when they the beach out. reading. The beach reading. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, the, yeah, the what they, four four type <clears throat> font that. Yeah, Athlon's and well, I got I got Phil Steele. Yeah. Athlon will be out soon. Yeah, Athlon, soon. Athlon will, they, will, they, will be out before Phil Steele. Yeah, Athlon released their top twenty five today. I don't know if you saw oh. that, but Georgia's third, and everybody's because Ohio State. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that is of great course Saint Alabama. Solid, very solid beach reading. Can't wait. Yeah. You didn't talk about Illinois once? Um, no, you did. You mentioned it. Okay, well, I'll talk some more then. Talked about them beating Nebraska. Well, I mean, if you insist, okay. So. Stop go. bringing it up. Okay, I'll talk about <laughs> you them. You talked about the Cardinals. I didn't talk about the Cardinals. I didn't talk about the Cardinals. You didn't talk about the Knicks. I didn't really talk about the Knicks. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, all right. Well, everyone, uh, be safe. We'll talk to you soon. And, hey, uh, have a great have a great summer, by the way. 
We'll see you before then, but enjoy Memorial Day. Otherwise, go dogs. Go dogs. And thanks so much for listening. We'll be back with a June show, probably around the 22nd or 23rd of June. And then in July, we'll be back with another show that'll probably take place around SEC Media Days. That's when our frequency of publishing shows on whatever podcast platform you're listening to will start to pick up as we get geared up for the season. And make sure to follow us on social media if you'd like to, and you should. Our handles on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter are all the same, at WSLS Podcast. So, summer has begun. Go out and enjoy it and wear that national championship merchandise proudly. We'll see you on campus in a few months. And as always, go dogs. Go dogs.